The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin. Up ahead, we have just the classics. But before that, though, we're going to have a new episode of Here in Taiwan. You've just tuned in to Here in Taiwan. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio, I have Paula Chow. Hello. And Catherine Wei. Hi. We're going to be touching on some interesting stories, like, for example, about a real estate agent who took up a job only because he was previously a victim of a bad housing deal. And then also the fact that there's a study saying that 70% of Taiwanese workers are actually not doing um, work that's related to their majors or, you know, their specialty. And then Hualien Fire Glory Aquarium um, now uh, offers uh, overnight stay um, at the aquarium. So that's really interesting. And it'll be fun to learn all about that in just a second. Don't go away. All right, Paula, let's start with you about this real estate agent. All right. Um, she um, talked about her her family's own story. Well, she, she's, she's a real estate agent, and she's pretty successful because after two years uh, working as a real estate agent, she actually um, bought her first apartment. And then she said, um, she, uh, recently she talked about how she became a real estate agent. That's because uh, when she was in grade school, um, you know, her parents bought a an apartment. However, after uh, living there for two months, uh, their neighbor told them that this apartment uh, is actually a haunted one, mm. a haunted oh, apartment, because terrible. someone got killed there. Um, there, oh. and also this apartment, you know, the builder used um, used um, substandard materials to build um, this apartment. So this is. You know this place is really bad, mm. so um, her parents were shocked and they were you know devastated because they are not rich people. They uh, you know they save a lot, save money to, to buy this mm. apartment. So and it was shocking to, to them that this is a haunted house. And also their neighbor told them that, well, the master bedroom is the place where someone got killed. <laughs> so you know Great. they had no choice. They um, they. Um, Live there um, for a long time because uh, they don't have um, extra money to buy another apartment or to pay um, high rent. Uh -huh. But anyway, that happened to her family. So, um, so she said that that's a warning. The the, the unscrupulous uh, real estate agent. So after graduating from college, she did some jobs, but uh, and also but the pay is really low, and so she and her family decided to. Um, you know, sell some snacks uh, at Taiwan's uh, night market uh, to become a street vendors. However, uh, because she did not have um, experience, so and it's not as easy as she thought. 
So in New India, later she decided to join the real estate industry, and that's her job because she has been doing a wonderful job. And she said that because she herself, she and her family used to be the victim of an unscrupulous、um, real estate agent.、Mm. So she wants to make sure that she tells her clients everything、mm, about that she knows, yeah, about、mm. everything about the apartment she's going to sell. Right, right. that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's good. So she wants to set an example. That this is how you're supposed to do, you know,、mm-hmm. for, to be an honest real estate agent. But、um, I think it's really tough because I know there are apartments that might have, you know, unexpected things, just、mm-hmm. mishaps happen in those apartments. But what do the house owners do? I mean, they still, I mean, I mean, it's their loss, but they want to do something about.、It. I know that Taiwanese people are are superstitious. Right. Right. It can but, be scary, like when you think about it. But、yes. in the end, it's just a house. It's just a a shell that you live in, and you're the person who makes the home home. Right. But I mean, what if you know that something really bad happened in the house? But then, how? What can you do with it? I, I mean, would probably redecorate everything and make redecorate it. everything. Yeah. See, I think that's what it is. Taiwanese people still are superstitious, even though it's redecorated. It looks new. And I would rent it to the- foreigners. <laughs> Well, seriously, that's, so that's what people、trick. say,、yeah. right? You rent the haunted、uh, house、I'm、to、sorry. foreigners or <laughs> to Christians. To、I mean, people who are not superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> oh well,、um, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, because things can happen. Or I'll, know, tell them, might... I'll tell them what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel sorry for the house owners who actually own places like that because they didn't expect something like that. I know that sucks. You know, yeah, and and yeah, that can be terrible. But um, it, it's it's a tough thing. My I mean, grandma said the ag- same thing. Real estate agents, what? She rents um apartments to people, and she says, "I don't want to rent to young people or couples that might fight and end up killing each other." And I'm like, <laughs> "That took a really dark turn. I don't know." <laughs> oh well, yeah, but it takes real good, you know, um, I don't know, skills to be able to figure out. If these are a good happily married couple, and you know, like with、tenants. homicide cases. People always come out and say, "I couldn't tell. They seemed so happy." Exactly. Yeah. So you'll、I、never know. I think you and I've been watching too many movies. Yeah, I have. <laughs> But I, I, I do know that it is illegal if、um, real estate agents do、Don't. not tell their、um, clients all、oh, the information. What's been happening、True. in this apartment? Might be a new law、right. after what happened to them. Yeah. Okay. All right, now,、uh, Paula, you were saying that seventy percent of Taiwanese workers are actually not doing the jobs that they, you know, were originally prepared for, or you know, in their major or something like that. That's a pretty high percentage, right? Seventy percent said what they all learn at school has nothing to do with what they do after graduation, and that's according to a survey released by a released by a job bank called Yes One Two Three, and the、mm. survey also fa-、um, found that. Sixty percent said that they don't have a sense of,、um, you know, achievement about their current job, and the reason why、um, they don't there's a big discrepancy between what they learn at school and what they do after graduation is because、um, a lot of people、um, they, for example, they study、um, literature, history, or drama is because it's not because they are really interested in 
those subjects, it's because they didn't do well at the college entrance exam. Yeah, that's how it is with Taiwanese education system. I'm is... so mad about that. <laughs> like, I like literature. I wanted to study literature. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to be a law major. <laughs> right. But but those, you know, um, literature, history, philosophy, management, art, sociology, psychology, and you know those majors are, you know, sub majors that that people think they are least practical mm. yeah uh, that's what i think too or an engineer <laughs> or you can only be a professor in literature or something like that or yeah. a teacher in but before you do you have to suffer for a long time before right. true yeah well it can be tough yeah um we might have to explain a little bit about the education system here in taiwan is that we all have to, i mean all students have to take the for example the college entrance exam mm. but depending on how well you do an exam then you get put into different majors in the different departments, not necessarily the the major of your choice. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. But you know what? My explanation for that is that that's why we do have, you know, like, I don't know, um, professors in literature that we do have. We have a balance because... <laughs> Some people you wouldn't get a choice. Right. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, everybody ends up being lawyers and doctors. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's my explanation. So, But again, it's not fair to students who actually have their own interest, but they couldn't even pursue their interest, mm -hmm. or they end up taking the major that they were put into. And then, uh, well, there is one thing, though, is that they can switch their major once they get in. They right? can. It's not that easy. It's not easy, right? Yeah. So but there's it's, less it's flexibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so what else uh, has the survey found out? Well, it's interesting because 37% uh, said, that, well, they chose, for example, history or philosophy is because they didn't do well um, at the college entrance exam. 36% said they chose those majors because of personal interest. Oh, good for them. Yeah, yeah. it's good for them. But surprisingly, 14% said they chose certain majors is because their parents made the decision for them. <sighs> 14%. Is that still happening high. these days? I don't know. I was in school oh, a long time ago, but there was a, so you fill you fill out your, what you want to apply to or where you want to go. Like you yes, kind a of list of choices. Yeah. When you're 18. And I remember this boy in my school who jumped off the fifth floor oh, no. because, well, he, he survived. Like, thankfully oh, he's, he's fine now, but still, yeah. um, he, his mom came to school to argue with him about what he should be ranking as the the schools the majors he he wanted to uh -huh. to um fill out and they had a disagreement and she was like okay i'm i'm just going to go home and then right after she left he leaped out of the balcony oh. yeah but wow. I, like, like from that, I was like, okay, i'm not going to be a mom who kind of interferes in yeah what for sure my kids want i know yeah uh, well, parents always think they know what's best for the kids, which sometimes is true. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that uh, it goes against the kids' interest or, you know, what they're talented in. And I don't know, I can just see so many kids just being unhappy of the whole four years in college, you know, right. because they're doing what they don't want, but they're just doing what their parents want them to do. And they end up feeling more lost. Yeah, really? and have very low self-esteem of themselves and mm -hmm. all that. Vicious but, cycle. Yeah, but... I, I don't know, maybe the 70% people, uh, Taiwanese workers, can think 
more positively by thinking that well, no, no matter what job they have, they will learn something from it. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be exposed to it. They'll learn something that they've never knew anything about, mm-hmm. and it would actually help towards their future career. It would because there's a lot of you know people to people relationship that you have to deal mm-hmm. with, and you do mature from things that you learn in this field that's yeah. foreign to you. So. I I say you know take on a more positive attitude mm-hmm. about where you're at. Yeah, you don't always have to do learning in school. Right, right. All right, let's move over to a more lighter side. So, what's happening at the Huaning Fa Glory Crime? I've been there before, but oh. now you can spend the night there. Yeah. So this used to be only something the aquarium in Kunding Pingdong yeah. offers. Um, you can stay overnight and uh, room with the fishes. But now in Hualien, you can do that too. I think after everyone started frantically traveling around Taiwan. Uh, yeah. Um, you can then lay out these mattresses in front of the fish tanks. They provide you the mattresses. Right, right. That, right you yeah. sign up on their website. And mm-hmm. I think there are um, a number of different options. Uh, you can also, aside from staying there, you can take your kids there. Oh, they're saying this is very kid-friendly. And you can choose to see um, either dolphins or other fishes in okay. your room. Oh, you get to choose. Yeah. Well, your, oh, wait a minute. In your room? Well, no, it's not a real room. I just, <laughs> I'm just calling that your bedroom for the night. Okay. It's the whole aquarium. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. So there is a corridor where uh-huh. you can actually look up. And it's like a see-through glass of the aquarium. Oh uh, yeah, is it? It is. Well, because the one in Kandine is like that, right? Yeah, but the photos, or at least the photos they provided, was just like a big wall. A, a t- the tank that was like a big wall. So, oh, yeah, that's cool too. It's like a giant TV kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, you get a very good view. Yeah, yeah, that is so cool. And the next day, if you if you want, they have another option where you can get um, up and close with the dolphins. You get to touch them. They offer you kisses and all right. that. Oh, so it's like a whole package deal. It could be, yeah. Well, some oh. people don't want to do the second day thing, but uh-huh. some people do. It's like, I bet kids will go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is there room service? <laughs> I don't know. I would like that. Probably not. <laughs> I think you can also swim with the dolphins. Ooh. Only from a certain age up, I guess. Not little kids, I would think. Swim the dolphins, really? Wow. Yeah, for ten or twenty minutes, I think. That yeah. long? Wow. I don't know. Some some aquariums do offer that. Yeah. All right. So anyway, they're getting more. Yeah, they're doing anything to attract, you know, customers, attract Mm. investors. So all right. You know, I know it's getting really, really hot these days, but you know that actually binging on ice drinks and like you know ice pops and. I don't know these、uh, frozen ice desserts and all that is actually not good for you. I've that's a very Taiwanese thing. I think <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yes, yes. Well, this is actually in,、uh, according to Chinese medicine, not med- good for women. Chinese medicine doctor. Yeah, yeah. But Kat, you and I have been, you know, in the states and all that. Where when my mom didn't believe this like all through her life. Uh huh. Well, she still doesn't. <laughs> But what do, you, what do you mean? So she, she's like. 
you know, if this is the case, then all American women would be suffering from all kinds of things. Right. Because right? they eat ice cream all, all the time. All, all year. And soda drinks and soda pops. Mm. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it makes sense, right? Because you're, you're hot, you want something icy to drink. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that uh, apparently... Sometimes you might go to doctors, you know, if you feel like you've got some chest pains, maybe like mm -hmm. dull chest. I don't know. So, uh, they say men chong, but oh. um, or problem breathing, right, or right. maybe even like you know, just like out of breath, even just walking. Mm -hmm. um, it actually is all because you've probably been binging on ice drinks, and if you go to doctors. They can't figure out. They can't diagnose and figure out that that's the uh -huh. problem. Okay, so, so oh. it sounds kind of yeah, not good for you apparently. Um, and uh, also uh, now, of course, you know everybody just like running into the air conditioned rooms. You know, yeah. any public malls and things like that. But the thing is that you know, um, just always staying indoors under air condition is not good for you. I'm also learning that. Right. <laughs> And um, you know the thing is that you might get um, you might get bloated, and mm. you would I don't know you just uh, you might have problem with like bowel movement, uh -huh. and also you might get a stiff neck. Oh. And 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 like you know like feel like getting up in the morning you like got up on the wrong side of the bed because uh -huh. you got like a crick in the neck or something uh -huh. like that. Well, it's all because you've been staying in air conditioned room for too long. So. Basically, everything can go wrong if you're too cold. I know. Inside and out. Yeah. So what do you do, you know? I, I mean, mean, I drink warm water as a rule. Like, I don't drink ice water. But oh, good for you. It's a rule. Well, I try to offset all the ice cream I've been eating by drinking warm water. I don't drink ice water. I don't know if that's working. Well, the thing is that, you know, working in broadcasting, I've been drinking hot water mm. um, because it helps with the phlegm. You know, before mm. I record a program or hosting this, you know, mm. I, I drink hot water. Warm water doesn't do it for me. Uh -huh. Hot water. Okay. So I've been drinking hot water while I'm in this really cold RTI. The, the air conditioner is always turned up really high, yeah. right? Yeah. So with the machinery. Oh, the other thing is, uh, of course, you know, um, people like to go for like these um, chilled watermelon during the summer, oh. but never go overboard. It's mm. not good for you. Don't go overboard. In fact, um, there's another kind of melon. It's called winter melon, which is actually good for you. Winter melon is a warm food, right? It's a oh, hot food. I didn't food. even know that before you, you said that. I think. I'm not sure. Like you yeah. put it in soup. Right. They say to pour it, put it in congee porridge uh -huh. and make it into, you know, um, like a winter melon porridge. Mm. They say it's good for you and helps with, you know, rash and also prevents you from getting acne. So, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it, it clears your stomach and, you know, and um, maybe, uh, you know, getting if you're prone to getting bloated then then it's good for you well i need some of that <laughs> and then there's also um of course i love mung beans and um what is it job's tear it, it's a it's a sweet dessert you know Eden. yeah Eden. yeah i love, I love this stuff it's amazing. but they say don't go overboard on this too because i know <gasps> mung bean is supposed to it produces like cold in, yeah, in your cold body food. yeah it's a cold food so to balance it out if you love mung beans so much, add some red beans. Oh, okay. So they're opposites. <laughs> yeah, they are. Because red beans is good for you in the winter, right? You know, red bean yeah, soup. Yeah, it is a winter it's food. It's yummy. Yeah, so. 
All right. So those All are the ideas. We're learning. That, yes. Just I mean, be balanced, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'd say just as reference, because I know that, you know, when I get really hot, I can't help but drinking ice water and things like that. It's so been so hot. It's just, almost 40 degrees Celsius. I know. I know. Yeah, really. Um, of course, there are some countries who probably, you know, they suffer more in terms of uh, temperature wise, but we, we shouldn't be complaining. But then again, we want to say that, you know, it's really pretty hot this summer mm-hmm. compared in the last, what, I'd say five years, maybe. It's I don't know. progressively the hotter. Exactly. It's been just, you know, rising and rising. So anyway, so let's keep healthy. All right, Kat, you've got a story about drone spraying pesticide, but then a woman became a victim of the what happened. I mean, how how uh, come she got sprayed on the face? She was just walking on the street. This poor lady. She's a um, a new mom. Just she has a one year old baby who she's still breastfeeding, and she was just walking on the street. Baby, thankfully, wasn't with her, but um, she suddenly felt like some weird wet stuff in her face like all over her and she and this was up. in wh- where oh in ilan ilan okay right so it uh, a bunch of um just, liquid nasty yeah, it's just liquid. an hour drive from uh, taipei uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. she got sprayed in the eyes and oh no she couldn't react like it was all happened so fast some went into her mouth so she wasn't sure if she like ingested some it turned out to be pesticide and she looked up it was from a drone so she was very scared that it would get into the breast milk so she couldn't feed her baby oh yeah so she was very concerned and she inquired into this and and after i think agriculture authorities looked into it so Mm. This is the new trend. People are using drones to to spray pesticide. There's less manpower. You don't have to pay for um, workers. Mm -hmm. And good to keep social distancing, I suppose. But um, only 17 people have licensed pesticide drones in Taiwan. And there are over hundreds of people who are using unlicensed pesticide drones. Oh, that's, that's not good. So make sure that you do get a license if you want to fly drones. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's for leisure too. Right, you know? right. And yeah. no matter how small the drone, because did I tell you that I've got my yeah. husband own a, a, a drone? Uh-huh. It's a it's a mini. It's pretty small, and um, the kind you take photos with. Yes, uh-huh. right. You stick your mobile phone on it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's not true. No, you it use your a, mobile phone to control. Yeah, yeah. It to, has a um, remote on control. It. It. Uh-huh. Right, right, and. Um, even though it's like a small one like that, you still make sure you have, you know, a license. license for it. So all we could do was just like fly indoors, which is just as fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, um, don't affect other people. Right, the, right. The basic yeah. But um, the convenience of drones, you know, people can really go wild with all kinds of ideas about using drones. But when it comes to pesticides, I mean, gosh, you don't want to get it on human. No, it is poison. So yeah, be it's, careful. I know, really. I guess, you know, crops and the agriculture still uses drones i mean it still uses pesticides mm-hmm. that cannot be helped but uh yeah people here who want well who looked into using pesticide drones say oh you not only have to pass the test to fly the drone like you oh right it's a practice test you have to also pass like you have to study for certain sit down tests like sure. written tests and people are thinking oh it's too much trouble i'm just gonna get a drone and fly it oh no but these tests g- exist for a reason 
That's right. right. You don't want to be spraying some poor lady in the face. Right. And also you don't want to be fined because it can be a heavy fine on you mm. if you do it illegally. So do get a license if you really want to try out drones. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Here in Taiwan. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Paula Chow. And I'm Catherine Wei. Yeah, do stay tuned though. We've got Just the Classics coming right up. The sound of the Puyuma tribe on Radio Taiwan International. RTI news, programs, pictures, and more online at english.rti.org.tw. Check it out.
Welcome to another episode of Just the Classics. I am your host this week, Leslie Liao. And if this is your first time tuning in when I'm hosting, I want to tell you about how I uh, kind of host this show. So I went to school in Taiwan for about three years during my middle school years. Um, That was back in 2003 all the way until 2005. And during my time here, I spent a lot of time uh, listening to music in Taiwan. It's actually how I familiarized myself with Chinese pop. And to me, classics means, you know, the songs you grew up listening to and what you really, really like. And this is what I like to do when I host the show. I like to share with you some of the music I grew up with and introduce the artists that I grew up listening to. And I really hope you guys like it because this week we have a very, very special artist to introduce. Her name is Jo Lin Tsai and she is nicknamed the Queen of C-Pop or the Queen of Chinese Pop. And that is a very, very well-deserved name because Jo Lin is massively talented. Not only is she a great singer-songwriter, she's also a great dancer and she is widely known as the person to popularize dance pop in not just Taiwan, but the greater China area. By that, I mean, of course, Taiwan, China. You also have uh, other places like Hong Kong and Macau. And she is just so, so, so talented. Nearly every album she puts out gains awards, and it's always a huge deal when she comes out with anything new. Now, the song we just listened to in the beginning of the show was called Say Love You, and she released that song, I think, in 2003. Three, if I'm not mistaken. And the reason why we started off with that song was because that was my very first foray into Jolin Tsai's music. I remember I was maybe 13. I was at my grandma's house and I was flipping through the music channels and I came upon the music video and I was like, wow, that is a really catchy song. Little did I know I was watching the music video of someone who would go on to just absolutely dominate the Chinese music pop scene. Now, Jolin Tsai got her start in 1999 after she won a singing competition in MTV. And ever since then, her career has just took off and it's never come down. This next song of Jolin's that I'm going to share with you is called Don't Stop. And it's actually a cover of a song by the UK band S Club 7 called uh, Bringing It Back to You. 
Don't Stop is the title track of JoLynn's second album, which I think is her best-selling album to date. The song Don't Stop actually reached number 14 on Hit FM's Top 100 Singles of the Year. So this is a very, very uh, important song in her career, and I really like it just because it's an upbeat and great song. And you know what? I'm just going to stop talking and let you listen to this great track. Don't stop. And I got to tell you, while that song was playing, while I was recording this show, I was humming along all the way in the back. Anyway, let me give you an idea of JoLynn's background. She was born in 
1980 on September 15th. If you do the math right, that means she's turning 40 this year, so I think doing a show on her this time around is actually quite suitable. She graduated from Furen Catholic University, which is a school out in Xinzhuang in New Taipei City, and they're very well known for their English program, and that's what she graduated in. She graduated with a degree in English literature, and you can actually see, or I'm sorry, you can actually hear that she has a proficiency with English because she's always invited to these international award ceremonies, and she's either performing or winning something, and when she does, she has absolutely no problem going on stage and accepting the awards in English. She graduated from Furen University in 2003, which is the same year that uh, she released her fifth studio album, which is Magic. And that is the same album that, you know, the first song, Say Love You, was on. Now, I'm going to play another song from that album, which is called, you know, the title track. It's called Magic. Magic, the album, would actually go on to be the best-selling album by a female artist of the year in Taiwan in 2003. So this song, you can imagine, is quite an important step in her career. This song is called Magic, and give it a listen.
And that, again, was the track called Magic. Now, let's keep moving on. So, Magic was released in 2003. We're going to go to 2007, where uh, Jo Lynn would release her ninth studio album titled Agent J. It was also, uh, I think shortly afterward, it was renamed Love Mission in mainland China. Anyway, let's do the math. In 2003, Jo Lynn released Magic, which was her fifth studio album. And by 2007, she was releasing her ninth studio album, which means she released at least one album a year uh, between 2003 and 2007. And that's kind of standard for the C-pop scene. I know in the West, uh, artists like to take their time maybe four years, five years between albums, sometimes even longer than that. But in Taiwan, at least anywhere with Chinese pop, I think there's a very big karaoke market. And uh, if you want to stay relevant, you really got to keep pumping out those songs, keep getting people singing them at karaoke. Anyway, this next song I'm going to play for you is another cover uh, originally by BWO, which is a Swedish electro-pop group. And originally they sang the song, it was called Sunshine in the Rain, but then JoLynn kind of took the song for Agent J, which is her ninth studio album, the album we're talking about, and she translated it into Chinese and it sounds very, very nice. So that's why I'm going to play it for you right now.
All right, guys, we're going to jump right into this last song because I have about two and a half minutes left, but I think it's important you listen to this song. JoLynn has a very international presence. That means she works with a lot of superstars from other countries. One person that she's very close to is Namie Amuro from Japan. And when Namie, I think, retired back in either 2018 or 2019, uh, JoLynn was actually there at her concert in Japan to send her off. And it was just really indicative of their uh, tight relationship. And this song is one that they collaborated on where Namie learned a bit of Chinese and, you know, was in JoLynn's uh, newest album. This song is called I'm Not Yours. And guys, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening about the songs that I grew up with as a kid. I love these songs and I hope you did too. If you don't, or if there's another C-pop artist that you want to hear about, do let me know. I think uh, we have a few more episodes of Just the Classics where I'm going to be hosting. Until next week, guys, or until next time, I should say, I'll see you around. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. 
Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.